This is Canon Side Chats. Maybe we'll edit that out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Canon Side Chats. Today, I'm joined by only Beckett. Not sure what Sam's doing. He is irresponsive in the uh, in the group chat, but I'm joined with Bex. We're here to recap some of the stuff we missed, along with the, uh, well, we'll say, pleasurable performance we put in today against Watford at home. So, without further ado, Beckett, how are you doing? A win is always pleasurable experience, no matter what. It's always dub. It's always good at time. So I'm doing all right. Just all right. Yeah. One goal can't get you go. Get you going. I well, thought... you know, I'd be In I'd words... be doing a lot better if Alba hadn't stolen the one from Martin Odegaard. <laughs> In words of our good friend Cole. One nil wins get me rock hard. That is fair. That's fair. I think though, if I would have been, I would have felt a lot better with <laughs> Martin Odegaard having a goal. How about Aubameyang converting a penalty? That's true. Uh, I don't know. That's I guess that's a good place to start. Is Lockett should Lockett just be taking all the penalties? I don't. I think I saw something. Uh, I, I've heard it before, but Lockett hasn't missed a pen for Arsenal. I'd have to, to look into that to confirm. But so I, I believe I sent you a text in the middle of the the game right after that, talking about how all this. I don't think all can be on our next pen. That's too just debatably pitiful pins in a row and he gets bailed out against Martinez by being there. <clears throat> but today that's just, that's just horribly taken and he doesn't look confident. You see him take that big breath, you know, out on the run up. It's like, Oh, of course, if I you're going to go down the middle, this, go down the middle. If you're going to go down the middle, don't hit it with the instep of your foot. Cock high. That's I just don't, I don't, I'm, I mean, that's not particularly convincing for me. No, and he'll be disappointed he missed it. Um, he got the rebound against Villa and scored it, but yeah, two but in a row. That one not... wasn't necessarily down the middle. That one was just a terribly taken pin to the side. That one was like, like, me- like easy medium distance the to the left, and it was like yeah. medium height. It was it was that's a that's a bread basket for any keeper diving either way. So. Yeah, this one I think kind of similar goes more down the middle with it, but that's t- like any goalie is dragging their feet in case you do put it down the middle. So if you if you do it there, you still have to go high. I don't know. It's, it is what it is, but I think Laka should take any penalty if he's on the field um, from now on. I can I'm, I can I'm see that, and I can see Alba when giving Alba the pen. I mean, or Pepe. He won joint golden boot the other the other year. Obviously you want to get him rolling on the goals and on the score sheet just to hopefully spark something to 
coming from regular play as well, open play. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, at this point in time, you might as well give Laka that pin and hope he gets something going from yeah. open play. Because yeah. either way, like you know, shit, man. My Smith Rowe might as well deserve him now too. Mm. I don't know if you want to put that on a young player like that, and he probably doesn't need to be taking those. Um, I but I, I will know. say, whenever this man is in the lineup, he should be taking a pin. I don't think I've, yep, yep, that is the coolest (laughs) pin taker of all time. And I don't think he's ever missed a pin for Arsenal. Granted, he's taken like four, but oh my God, he's the most calm dude of all time. Yeah, I'd be okay with, dude, I would 100% let him take the pin. Or I'd be okay with it if that's what they decided, but. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Something it needs to be it needs to be something that's at least thought about, talked about. Pepe's taken a fair few, and he buries them. So I'm okay with that too. Pepe or Lacazette, if they're on the field, can take the pen. At this point in Alba's career, and I just, from what I've seen, just as an Arsenal player in general, he's just he he has those moments where he can pull off some technical masterpiece stuff like you know some of the acrobatic finishes but it's almost limited to finishes he, he's obviously he can't really hold the ball up he doesn't have greatest touch like he i just don't any of these technical things like a penalty for example i just don't know if that's he's a he's, he's, an he's like in player. the moment yeah just yeah. in the moment and I he don't had, think he, if he has is... time to think about it like that, I think it's kind of asking a lot. I'm, and listen, and I'm not saying and he's not that the he's best striker terrible. of the ball either. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying he's terrible either because he has scored probably a ton of pens in his career being a striker. But I just think I would agree. He's one of those players that the more he has to think about a situation, the more opportunities he has to get the decision wrong. Yeah, I think yeah. he's he's honed his instincts so well that he when he's a instinctive and a re- reactionary player, that's when he's at his best. When he's the deflection off the goalie on Pepe's shot, and he just redirects it in, like that's very that's great technique to just deflect it into the net, be in the right place. I mean, tons of things go over there. Doesn't have to think about it, buries it. But yeah, the striking the ball, he's really. When's he doing that besides his finesse shots? He's not really a laces scorer very often either. So, And I just find Aubameyang to be such a confidence player where he has to be feeling good about himself in order to, to do anything. If he's not, it just all kind of yeah. falls down from there. And that fact doesn't inspire much confidence when you go up to take a pin. You know what I mean? Like, you're not having a good game and you go out to take the pin. It's like, Oh, you know, this could go bad. Whereas you, know, you think of some other people like, I mean, obviously Ronaldo, but I mean like Harry Kane, he gets a pin. You do there. That's, you just know that's going to go in. You know what yeah. I mean? I do. I, I, when all was on the pin, I'm like, Oh, oh this is going to be kind of sketch. I would love to just see camera pan away, look at the ref, and then it pans back, and it's Ains Maitland-Niles with oh, the ball. Oh, yeah. I, see, I would have loved that, too. I would have been like, oh, no doubt. No doubt in my mind this is going in. Yeah. It's just crazy to think, but, yeah, he's he's the coolest man I think I've ever seen take a pan in my entire life. 
Yeah. Pogba, he Pogba imitates Ainsley Maiden Niles when he does that slow run up, let me tell you. <laughs> so But other than other than that, was there anything from the first half that really really caught your caught your eye? Um the fouls. I was, I mean, I was we had two exactly. fouls, gets two two yellows on both. They they had like eight fouls on us, no yellows. Uh, Danny Rose probably had four fouls himself and didn't have a yellow card at, at all. Even I don't even think Danny Rose finished with a yellow card, which is a, just insane considering he gave up a pen and he had three or four fouls after that. So, so I thought I thought the uh, the Andre Gray yellow was going to be good. Yeah, I'm like great, get him early in the books. He's not going to be able to to be so aggressive going at Ben White, going at Gabriel. Um, I think it's justified. He has a look at Joshua Gabriel. King. Yeah, yeah. Who'd I say? Andre Gray. Andre Gray. Oh yeah, my bad. I don't know what I'm thinking. Old Watford times. Um, no, Josh King has a look. He sees where Gabriel's at and then leads that elbow. Yeah, that's warranted. Surely, just can't do that. But it's nice to see Arsenal, you know, getting that yellow card. Sometimes that's a, just a foul. Sometimes you know that's just let play on. Um. So I'll take that. I thought Tomiyasu's yellow was warranted. Um, he kind of kicked his leg out. That's probably yeah, why. Um, yeah, he kind of just had a hack at him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's I, I'm okay with that yellow. I think. I think Sami's yellow is warranted if it is given for the foul and not the push afterwards. Well, it could have been both in this instance. You mean he probably thinks the similar that the first one is borderline, but yellow combines the two. So probably not the or the push combines the two. So the push is not on its own. But yeah, I, I would. I mean, I could see that being given a yellow anyway. Breaks up a counter. That's a, both yeah. of those were almost similar. They just both yeah. broke up a counter, which that's those those two are meant. To, those are two players that you had like. Your game plan is you know that a counter is dangerous, so you have the opportunity to foul when you think it's right. So if both of them do that, I'm okay if them thinking that's the right opportunity. Tommy Offshoot has definitely shown he can play a game on a yellow card for a long time. So it's not like Granite Jock getting hit that early. You're probably freaking out the rest of the game, and it's only a matter of time until we get a red card. But uh, no, I think both of them should some good maturity. Um, the Conga being a captain would probably know that too. So, of his um, youth. Yeah, coming back to of, of his youth, captain of his youth. U twenty threes, you whatever in Belgium. Sorry. And no, he was captain of Anderlecht. That's what he was captain of. Well, he was captain of both. Sorry. Yeah, coming back to uh, son of a bitch. I can't think of his name. Danny Rose out there on left wing or left left back. Yeah, I'm not sure how he ends. I thought certainly he was getting a yellow on that last challenge. He had a Lacazette right towards towards halftime where he just leaves a leg out for him. It's like, jeez, yeah. man. You already gave up a pin just running through this guy. Like what more do you have to do? Oh well, I <laughs> it was the point Danny Rose was probably thinking, I'm I can't get a yellow. I'm just going to keep fouling. <laughs> yeah, like yeah I a, might as well. He was probably thinking it's only a matter of time, so I'm just going to hit him too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I can understand that. But uh, 
one thing that I I was really particularly noticeable to me in this game because we're getting fouled so much is this Arsenal team can deal with way more physicality than Arsenal teams of the fa- of the past. I feel. Yeah. Is that is that? Do you share that sentiment? Yeah. Um. <laughs> part of that though. You- the refs, man. These refs. The refs. Yeah, the past sure. weeks, the whole Premier League, all of them are not just our games. I, there's been calls that they've missed in a lot of them. But how uh, Johnny Evans wasn't sent off in that game, and then two games the same day, Laporte and uh, I don't even remember who the other one was. Kanta, I think it was Kanta. But two two other games, same exact call gets blown. They get red cards or gets called. They get red cards, no red card in the Arsenal game. And then you see games like this where we're just getting fouled a ton. You see the game where Saka just gets depleted, kicked in the back of the knee. Oh yeah, Crystal I mean, Palace. You we like Yeah, how that's we, not a red, I have no idea. Exactly. But I'm so, still kind of upset about that. I'm definitely Saka has to come that. off at halftime because of that. We, we lose one of our best players because of a horrific challenge like that. Yeah, I don't know, but that's and that's they my don't point lose here. anyone. Yeah, that's my point here is this team is showing the ability to play through all that physicality, but at the same time, like we can't just take that physicality every week like this. Otherwise, players are going to get seriously injured, and that's the Premier League. I understand trying to let a game play sometimes, and I was honestly, you asked for that. Just let it breathe a little bit. But then Danny Rose not getting a yellow at all on his fouls. Look how many times you get to just kick someone, whack someone, an entire game without getting a yellow, and it just like is a pattern that it's happened to us a few games in a row, and just nothing happens in it. I don't know. It, I'm worried about players like Saka. Or Emil Smith Rowe, I guess, who's shown injury proneness in the past, most of it muscle. But like, you don't want something to happen with one of these young players like Wilshire, where they've been fouled repeatedly and they it kind of adds up, and then you have lengthy injury problems. So I don't know. I I do like the resilience of them that we cannot, we would not have been able to handle that in the past. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we've gotten a bit cheekier too with some of our I don't want to say going down but we put the pressure on the ref now to make a decision quite often in a game which I like which shows our I mean yeah so I I just think we we are better equipped to deal with some of that physicality now maybe not necessarily match it but deal with it certainly yeah Um, I mean you got three units in the back that can deal with it and dish it back out if we need to yeah and speaking of units in the back, uh, Arsenal's number six is looking like a, a pretty decent fantasy shout for chance in the future. Um, yeah, clean sheets galore with so far, and he looks to be a presence in the box. Tower any corner kick now. Yeah. I mean, goals just waiting. Foster makes an incredible leg save on that in the first half. Um, so I mean, Gabriel, yeah, looking to be a nice fantasy pickup for chance. I know I have Ben White. I might need to. Yeah, I you might, might need to flip switch. that around. Yeah, Ben White. Ben White has a better chance of getting an assist, but yeah, Gabriel might get four or five goals away. He's like this. He's uh, early. 
Yeah, definitely. And another defender who looks to uh, be pretty dangerous as well, and it's probably pretty cheap, is Tavares. Tavares. Yeah, man, he's, he looks to be an attacking threat as well. Yeah. I, nice. Maybe. I haven't. He Has he gotten. He has one assist so far? Oh, sorry. Lazio just scored two in three minutes. Let's go. Um, Nuno? Uh, I don't Does know. he have one? I don't think Does so. Does he even have one? Does he have a stat? So. Let me see. I thought. I thought he got it. Somewhere. He has a yellow card against Burnley. He might have gotten uh, no. He might have gotten something in the uh, like AFC Wimbledon game. Yeah, maybe nothing in the cup. Nope. Oh well, but I mean, maybe it's warranted once he takes once he uh, first game, if I remember correctly. I mean, Tierney's gonna be back here. He was on the bench today, so. But I do like him. He's. I mean, he's he's looked good so far, and. And he Certainly draws the better red. than what we've had, so that's another kind position. Kind of a skept- skeptical challenge. That's probably the softest of all the challenges that got a card today. Uh, was that second Kucha challenge that that he yeah. got sent all far? Um, regardless, can't come in like that. Probably he just comes in and swings his can't leg. Come in like that, yeah. Regardless of the contact that's made. Like, you can go to steal the ball. You can't just full swing through the ball like that. Like, that's one if you don't get the ball, they, there has to be some sort of foul called. Yeah, repercussion, because just the mere chance that you did connect is yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Someone tell McCarthy that. Or MacArthur. <laughs> yeah, no shit. No shit. All right, so we can hop in the second half, maybe. We we started out relatively decently, I would imagine. Yeah, um, I think they they definitely talked about some things in the halftime, which obvious as that may be, but you could see they were a little more on the forefront, pushing towards goal. So, and that's what I texted you at halftime. It's like we look way too passive and. We need to be more aggressive. And there were a couple times Lacazette just received the ball and passed it straight backwards. And it's like, dude, you have 10 yards around you. Yeah, they 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 spoke about that in the commentary. Um, I don't remember who picked it off, but someone had pinged the ball into Lacazette, and he was probably about 30, 35 out. But in, he could have turned and uh-huh. taken his space straight in the box and said he lays it off 10 yards. Yeah. And the crowd got on to him like, what are you doing? Yeah, well, that was one thing I wanted Arsenal to do is take a few more shots. We were trying to pass it more home, initiative. pass it yeah. all the way. It's like they that that last that final ball was just always a tad bit off. So just a just have a go, son. You know, yeah. Get, make them step out next time, even if you do miss. Test Ben Foster a little bit. Well, that's what that's uh that's why you play black is that or half the reason you play him is his aggressiveness and if he's if if he's starting to play passive like that in the offense like well odegaard can do that and he can pass the ball way better so 
which this might have been honestly a better game for Odegaard to play than Lacazette. I mean, you, sometimes you can go with the form of the player and that will get you over it, but you also have to think about strategically how they're going to line up. And when they just have a bank of five in the midfield cutting off our angles, you need someone like Odegaard who not only can drop deep, but he can play the balls that you need played from deep, whereas Lacazette can still drop deep but he's just going to be surrounded by three guys because if he drops deep, he's not really playing, spraying the ball all over the field. So it's yeah. a different type of facilitator for our offense, but there's games where one's going to be better than the other. One, games where we can play the ESR and Odegaard, like we've seen the two eights. Um, so it'll just, I think this might've been a better game for Odegaard and that kind of put us out of sync a little bit. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think, Lacazette necessarily had a bad game by any means. No, um, I thought that he did well to get himself in positions. He was he had a good vision on quite a few opportunities. It just like I said earlier, that final ball just a, he was just a touch off today. Yeah, um, on on almost any of the attacks that that ended up going through him. Uh, and with that being said, I think that that Odegaard sub was probably about ten minutes. 10 minutes too late. Yeah. I think that he would have had a real, real big impact on the game, especially being able to play with Smith, Rowe, and Sokka, who are still 10 minutes fresher. Um, I think that was just a bit too late. But when you're up 1 0 and it's everything's been working so far, it's hard to, hard to change with it. So that's, a, yeah, that's what Mikel Arteta is dealing with on a regular basis. I agree, but I, I think. I think subbing is one of his weaknesses. Um, oh yeah, because he, I think he can, he can have that same thought that you just had, where if everything's working, why change it? And I think he has that thought, but he carries it like, like you said, five, ten minutes longer than it should. Yeah, like, same with in the same also, with Smith Rowe. He probably could have came out five, ten minutes. He was knackered trying to get yeah, back. Yeah. And so he's and still that's, making runs, pushing forward. It's like, man, just get some fresh legs in there. Who? Yeah. Well, that's that's what I mean with like, I understand you want to be cautious in case someone gets hurt, but you, sometimes when you're subbing and it's late in the game like that, you can't have that thought process of what if someone gets hurt. Well, what if you don't take this guy's dead legs off the field and we get scored on? So, where you're playing, you're playing with half a man out there when he's gassed. So like if someone else gets hurt, you just deal with that. But I, yeah, I think probably could have taken out Saka a couple minutes earlier or taken out Alba because we had no pressure on their top or the back line. Once that part of the game happened, I know we dropped deeper to protect our goal, but then Alba can't run up there anymore. He's just dead. So I, I thought maybe Martinelli could have come on a little sooner giving him three minute run out is not that doesn't really do anything for him. Yeah, but, he still yeah, found a way to get a knock to Danny Rose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no card. Yeah. No joke. No joke. But no him joke. and Odegaard kept the ball in the corner together pretty well. They were yeah. dancing over there. I think at least one meg happened. Yeah. Lacazette got megged and then immediately fouled afterwards. So yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. Um, what was what is the other thing I was going to mention about this 
Oh, well, I mean, you can't talk Arsenal these days without talking about Aaron Ramsdale. Um, obviously, he had one very sketchy moment. Talk about <laughs> with a Meg. The, uh, with, the Josh, <laughs> with the Josh King. Uh, chance that luckily he did not pass it or square it across the middle. Um, but even in that, that opportunity, that moment, I thought, wow, thank goodness he didn't pull a lid out, you know, and grab it, grab the ball outside the box or just bring him down. And then, great, now we're out of Ramsdale for, what, three games, a game, depending on which one he goes with. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, I don't – I think – you're always going to get a howler from a goalie every couple, every five, six games, a couple times a season. You're going to get a like, what the fuck was he doing moment? But you also, yeah, it's, just, there's split, split second decisions there. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to get every single I, one right. I will, I will side with him that I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. I just love his commitment. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand the situation. Where Leno's that one's hard on with Ben White too. You don't know if Ben White's going to clear it. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's not excusable. We can't have incidents. They need to talk better. Um, I, I just love that he makes the decision that if he's going to go for something, he just goes. Yeah. Um, and he bails himself out two or three minutes later with an unreal interception on that. Yeah, cross. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I He's young. He'll learn. He'll know where his starting position needs to be maybe to get to that. Uh, or maybe he'll learn that that's not something I really need to get to. They're not even in the box. They're out by the corner There's flag. no, not dangerous at all yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is what it is. But he's still, over the last couple of games, I mean, really since he's taken over the goal, he's just been unreal. He's been. Yeah, I'm another been, clean sheet. So. The, he's been the presence we needed in goal to just sort out the back line. The back line's been falling, so it's just it's been good to see. He's 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 something that we desperately needed, and I think has proven a lot of people wrong, which is, makes it even better. Shit, he's proven yep. me wrong. I thought I thought thirty million was too much for him. I thought it was too much. I didn't I didn't dislike him. I dislike the price, thirty million. But again, I hadn't seen enough of them. If they are confident it's their guy, which also to bring it to bring it up since it, we've been discussing it, correlates to, I will have the same thought for Vlahovic or whatever his name is. At this point, they've demonstrated if they like somebody, they're going to pay what they want for him, and yeah. if 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 our coach thinks that a player can improve his squad, he got the six right that we got this summer. Odegaard's looked the worst, and we thought he, he would be the best. And we thought he was nailed looked, on. Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Odegaard's looked the worst, and I, that's not a bad thing either because Odegaard hasn't been bad. His last two games before this, he wasn't great, but that's still – he's also young. You had, you're going to have these moments with all of these players because of the age profile we're putting. And They're I not also think that that Odegaard – sorry, but that Odegaard, um, you mentioned he's young. Yeah, and I think that it's more of a – a systematic thing too. It's not necessarily on him. It's just 
you know, we're struggling for goals right now, and he doesn't necessarily bring that to the game. But I think with yeah. a striker like Vlahovic or, or another, you know, someone who can actually put the damn ball on the net, no offense, Alba, no offense, Laka, I think that that he fits easier into that front four when you have a locked-on goal scorer. Yeah. Well, and I, the type of profile that that guy is for Odegaard to be able to combine with would be nice too. Um, but yeah, and I agree. If we're if you have your creative players the way we have them right now, where we're struggling for goals, but and that's not like what you said. Odegaard doesn't really bring that. That's why you're okay with bringing Lacazette in as a second striker and and ESR just floating around kind of taking up the responsibility of cam from the left your winger gets so high that that whole like i still am okay with what we're trying to do offensively he, he get there's a lot of flack for that but you can definitely see the patterns that we've developed and like the opportunities are there but we just we're, we haven't refined that final ball that's why you have oh, games yeah. like today speaking of where, which that esr run that Saka plays in just a yes. bit too oh yeah beautiful Exactly. So like, and so you can see the, and those two are so close, but you can see the understanding between the players and like, there are clear attacking patterns and plans happening. So it's, we're going to have moments where they don't put it together because when you're the youngest squad in the premier league, doesn't matter how much talent you have, there's going to be games where it just doesn't connect. So that's going to happen. And we're going to have games like Watford today, but then you're also going to have games where that look, that connects really well and they look really good playing. (laughs) So, and that's what you're hoping can develop more consistency in the future. Like Tottenham game, that first half, that's like what we can be, but we're, it's still progressive stages and not every game is the same. Not every game is going to turn out well, but they've had the resiliency to, get the wins and get the results they need, which we haven't seen in the past. So that culminates yeah. a second half that you're like, okay, we saw the game out too. Another thing we haven't been able to do. So, yeah. So just to go back to Odegaard real quick, I thought that he made as like, obviously he should have had a, had a goal. If Alba is not trying to rectify his earlier mistakes by making another one. Um, but I thought he did really well to, to come on. He had a few, Aaron passes and a few touches that went out of bounds and kind of not fully immersed into the into the team um, or into the game. I should it's say. a little rust. Yeah, a little rust. But I mean, he played that one hell of a ball to Nuno, who took it down brilliantly for for one of those chances yeah. that was created once he was on. So, yeah, I thought he he did really well. Um, and and definitely can't be upset with him being the least effective of our transfer so far. No, no. I mean, he already won us three points. That's, that's plenty for me right now. Yeah. Like I said, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that the other players have lower expectations than what Odegaard had and they've performed very well. So I think a lot, I think all of, you could say that probably all of the, other transfers we made were questioned by some groups of fans, except for Odegaard, probably. I mean, they could have said, oh, James Madison. Well, that's, I understand that. But <laughs> anyone would have taken Odegaard over nothing there. Yeah. And, but so everyone else was kind of scrutinized and they've all been 
performing really well. So, yep. Um, one thing I want to touch on, which about our our youngest team and and our new transfers is that the one person who still seems to be struggling to adjust to the speed and the tempo and the physicality is is Zombie. I think he probably makes a case for the second second least effective um in my opinion he he has moments good moments obviously and a majority of the game is good but he just there are too many times where he loses the ball in terrible areas taking one too many touches instead of just knocking the ball back and opening back up you know yeah. he gets bumped off it and then it's a three-on-three counterattack right outside our box. Um, and it just, I mean, you can forgive those errors every once in a while, but there can't be one a game against yeah. better sides than Watford. This game's 1-1 on on something like that. You know, te- better teams will, will be able done. to combine off those. I agree, but... Which I so and I, I get he wasn't bought not, to start. He yes, wasn't bought yes. to no, be playing. That's right what now. I was just gonna say. You you you're saying it from the standpoint of like this can't like he would be second least effective for these reasons. But yes. he was also he's also aside from that, the player that has to play there. Yes. <laughs> so yes, he's yes, doing yes. the job pretty well for being thrust into the situation so you can and those aren't mutually exclusive he can be doing it a good job but you can also recognize some of his weaknesses in play which is what you're doing and i would agree with that he probably if Jacques is available is not starting and he's developing and learning when to <laughs> hard read the game better and you can't have moments like that Instead, he's thrust in starting lineup. He's done it. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. So watch a- Jaka play and watch count the times he does that shit. And yes. like, I'm not going to do that. Yes. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to yes. do that. And but but then Jaka's hurt. He's playing next to Party again. With Party, he makes some mistakes, but Party's there to cover it up. Yeah. And yeah. and Party's just a big, such a big presence in that midfield that not having him is another problem complexity both offensively and defensively for us so that's another reason for a stuttering offense but he does back to the conga he does well enough in that role and then putting someone like maitland niles with him today was you see something else like the balance there because they both kind of like just shuddered around a little bit and i honestly think ainsley niles might have been man of the match he was Sorry, man of the match divert a little bit from the conga but, he was on foot mob. Okay. But yeah, so I think Lakanga, I agree. I would probably agree, but he's not he's doing he's still doing a good job. You hope that playing more frequently instead of having to sit Pine Jaka now, maybe that'll develop even quicker. So maybe yeah, he'll by next season next season or something, he'll have like a transformation like Gabriel's had this season. You you know the speed and you just it's all about adapting this year learning gaining that experience and then next year you'll be on top of it but he's still been, done all right and when he has to fill in without party those two did a pretty good job at stamping things out today well just to yeah just to suffix that um as we said with odegaard 
he's still performing, you know, relatively well. He's just yeah. the least effective, and Zombie is above him in my mind. So obviously, I still think he's he's doing a, a hell of a job. I just, yeah. you know, as you said, I just realized there he's got a few more blips on his uh, radar than some of the others. But that comes with, as I said, playing in the middle of the field. If you're under a lot more scrutiny there, it's a lot quicker in there. Um, so yeah, just some some stuff to pick up on. But that's what happens when you're the youngest team. So yeah, he's had right more shots sure. on target than Party had. His yeah, no kidding, no kidding, sure. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, he's going to be the one that hits a absolute banger. I was there, goal type shit. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I am too. I am too. And I like him as a player. I think he. I think he's got a, a really bright future. Um. Yeah, Maitland Niles, really, really solid man of the match. Imagine if he takes the pin, he probably gets double man of the match. <laughs> Bonus points. <laughs> yeah, for how just how sick it is, it counts as two goals. Oh man! If uh, uh if yeah. if Ainsley Maitland Niles penalty was added to FIFA. Like hit, he had it on FIFA. He'd be on my ultimate team on the bench, no matter what. Yep, and just sub him in immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, now um, four of the relegation teams have fired their coach. Yeah, I know Arteta's doing a hell of a job outlasting all these people. Yeah. I know. I can't wait for him to outlast Ole. I saw someone on uh, Twitter today because, you know, that's a – oh, hey, there you go. Here, here. It's a segue. This this is my terrible Twitter take. Oh, please. Um, terrible Twitter take today. I don't remember the username or whatever, but it was, it was about Dean Smith being fired. And someone said, good, get him in at Arsenal. Get Arteta out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's Let's do that. Right. Actually, they I don't, didn't. I don't, get, it's not that get I don't like Dean out. Smith. They said get fart Ted out. <laughs> Creative. Yeah, but I these we have some. Every fan base does, but there are some absolutely crazy people that claim I to mean, support Arsenal. Horrendous, online. horrendous run of form. Lost their last five league games, Ashton Villa, and they sit even on points with Watford two points out of the relegation zone. That being said, as we talked about earlier, what the hell do all of these lower teams think is going to happen when they sell their best player? Yeah. Like Aston Villa did a little bit extra. They, they brought in, at least, you know, they brought in Danny Ings. They brought in. Uh, yeah, Leon but that's Bailey. three guys who are transitioning to your team this season. They, yeah. They're and you all lose, brand new. You lose Jack Grealish. I don't, I don't, I, I don't get what, what do you expect? I mean, Leon Bailey has time. been. Uh, he doesn't even start. Really? Yeah, but uh, that that happens. You have three guys transitioning to your team, and you, yeah, it doesn't help that your captain and your leading center back forgot how to defend. I mean, I uh, uh, Norwich yeah. Norwich sells sells undeniably their their most effective player. Replace him with a backup to their now most effective player. And they buy Rashika, who I don't even think he started against us. He, so he like, started against Brentford. And they won. I think he might yeah. have, Crazy. 
Um, but, but yeah, like, I, like I don't, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. But Norwich is even dumber because they sell Buendia, who, again, even if he's not getting the goal or the assist, he is what is attracting all of the attention of the defense every game. So their entire offense changes because they don't have him. They sell him. They bring in uh, Josh Sargent, who's not starting. He's a backup to their now best player. So he's the backup to the best player. So he's not doing anything. And then they bring in Rashika, who can help Timu Puki, but is not the same type of player at all. So yeah, I don't know what they expect to change. Daniel Farka has got you promoted twice, twice. in the twice. last four seasons. <laughs> and, won a, and won the, the championship. Won the championship. Like, what do you want from him? What, what do you, you... That's the type of team you are. You're going to yo-yo. I understand you want to stay up, but you're not going to stay up by just firing... A, Watford's had, had Watford has had 14 coaches in the last nine years, they said on the commentary. Yeah. 14 coaches. The average I'm pretty sure they length. had three. I'm pretty sure they had three last time they were in the Premier yeah. League. Yes. But two of them were the same. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh what's uh what was his name? Uh I can't it was fuck I can't think of his name. Dude who but, went to Everton? Marco Gomez Marco. No, it wasn't him twice. Uh I don't know. I can't think of his name. But they had the average length of the manager stay for Watford is twenty nine games. What do they think years. they are? What do they think they are? Well, you, uh, that's just insane to me. So yeah, and then Aston Villa—that's just insane. What? It, what are you doing? I yeah. guess they'll go get Lampard. He's probably the—he might be their best available option. It's uh, what about John Aston Terry? Villa. Isn't John Terry there too? Uh, John, maybe they'll give John Terry. Maybe Lampard and John Terry will both be there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure, but makes it makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, I bet. No I bet Claudio Ranieri was a uh, was a little disappointed that he took that Watford job now and oh, yeah. Aston Villa out there, and oh, he had yeah. Newcastle, who has all the money in the world. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, I think Claudio Ranieri still has some stuff to work with at Watford. That's not a. That's not a terrible, terrible team. Um, he's got some a couple of weapons offensively. I don't think that's Molly Sard did not look good today though at all. Well, what's he supposed to do when they have thirty seven percent possession? I mean, if they can't even get it to him on the counters, because honestly, our defense has been stymieing a lot of counters. But so, who's the next coach to go then? Um, Newcastle's already fired. So, out of the bottom five, the only team to have not sacked is Burnley. They're not going to sack. Fuck the game. I don't think they can give. I don't think year. they can get rid of Sean Dyche either. I think he. They can't even safe. afford to do that. You think Burnley would pay to have a guy not coach their team? <laughs> no yeah. chance. No chance. So otherwise, going up the table, then at fifteenth you have Marco Bielsa. Mm. Not gonna happen. Not no chance either. Um, Brentford, Thomas. Not gonna happen. 
So that's not gonna happen unless they lose like four in a row. I guess they're probably at like five in a row. Uh, they won. They won. Uh, who did they lose? They lost. They tied Liverpool. They beat West Ham, didn't they? Yeah. They did. Tyler. I, Liverpool. I honestly think they're back. in a fine. I honestly think they're fine right now. Brentford in yeah. fourteen. Like, yeah. You've got three teams under ten. Two of them at five. I mean, they're they're a draw Watt, from Village just fired their coach. Watford yeah. just changed their coach. Newcastle, Newcastle's the one you're probably most worried about. Newcastle and Aston Villa. I think Watford's shit. Burnley manages to find a way in the second half of the season. Burnley will finish about 16th, 17th. Yes, they'll be all right. So Leeds hasn't looked on good. draws alone. Um, they don't. They don't even have to win. They can just bang out one-one draws. It's gonna be Ollie. You think so? Yep. Dude, you've already had four of those relegation teams change their manager. They're not gonna do it again. Well, Watford might. Um, I mean, two of them just happened. So Zuma scored. I think um, two of those just happened. Pretty content sitting mid table at thirteenth. Yeah, they don't care. Leicester. I mean, that's not stay. on. I don't know if that's on Brendan Rodgers. Uh. Vieira is sitting not pretty intent. Oh yeah, they're over, he's, over he's, the moon. Yeah. Um, Wolves is probably all right with with eighth, I would imagine, under a new manager. New manager, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Graham Potter is the one who's uh, probably the safest of any manager right now, aside from Klopp and aside from you know the the top three, four. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. So I think they've had a hard run of form and they're still sitting in seventh. So I think I think it's gotta be Ollie. I think it's gotta be Ollie. I know sitting in fifth, which is beautiful, especially if you bring in Ronaldo and now all you hear is Arsenal's ahead of you on the table. Mm -hmm. Like I and I hope. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'd I'd love to see West Ham finishing above any of the top three, but I think I'm going to be preying on their downfall come these. Oh, uh, these Liverpool three one. So, well, I'll so I'll take that. I'll take that one. <laughs> we're three points away from Liverpool, and so we're three points off second place, six points off the lead. Yeah. Not that we're going to win, but we are right up in it. I And and again, that brings me back to if, if anyone out there is still just saying Arteta out just for the fuck of saying Arteta out, you can't. You don't know what you're talking about, and you're not a fan. I don't – I can't. <laughs> this club's in fifth place. Like, what else do you want? What else do you want? Look at what Man City and Liverpool and Chelsea have, like, player-wise and funding-wise. Player-wise for Liverpool, funding-wise for the other two. Like, what what else can we do? This we are we are playing well right now, probably better than some people expected. 
and we're right there. Perfect time for international break, right? Am I right? 1-0 win. So it's not like we had all the momentum. It's not like we absolutely battered someone 4-0 or something. We're like, oh, damn, you hate it. Yeah. So you grind it out. We'll take the win. Um, you mentioned we're three, sitting three points behind Liverpool, which makes that next Premier League game all the more interesting. Yeah. Yep. Yes, it does. Um, you got a late kickoff. Gonna have Firmino. Kick off it at the Anfield. Probably more dangerous to us not having Firmino and having Jota. You think so? Um, maybe I'm thinking of previous teams. We haven't shown the same inability to defend crosses as previous teams, but Jota is just one of those guys who would always find a header in the box against probably last year's team. So I don't know. They haven't looked the same without Firmino this game with Jota. So I think maybe this will be it. We're going to study this for two weeks. Yeah. This West Ham game for two weeks before that game, so I think this would be a good uh this has potential. This next game it has potential to be a really good week for Arsenal if they were to pick up points, if Wolves were able to to knock some points off West Ham. Um it'd be wonderful if Claudio Ranieri could get a win over Manchester United. I would eat that up, except that would probably nail the Final nail. If they lose to Watford, yeah, he's, he's gone, gone. Right, he's got to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> he's... Oh shit. What? Okay, my computer almost just restarted for a re- for like a thing, but luckily my garage band was open and it canceled it. Yeah. If he if he if they lose, he's done. To Watford. But so actually, a lot of quite interesting. Matchups next week. Um, Leicester, Chelsea, uh, Ashton Villa, Brighton. Those are two teams in relatively similar form. Not really. Brighton's been drawing. But Burnley, Crystal Palace, that's a Burnley team that really needs a win and a Crystal Palace team that's been soaring as of late. Leicester, Chelsea? Leicester, Chelsea, yes. Yes. Um, Newcastle, Brentford, pretty decent match. Newcastle also needs a win. Brentford needs that too. Yeah, After Brentford need they all just the lost to Norwich. You can't, yeah. you can't lose to two of your relegation enemies. Um, Norwich, Southampton, there's another game where both those teams really need a win. Um, Watford, Manchester United, probably the match I'm going to pay most attention to uh, just because of how much rides on it for the rest of the Premier League's sake. Because if Manchester United squeak out something and a life stays, Everyone's going to be drinking to that. Does he get fired with a draw? I think I think you have to. I don't think you can. I don't think you can let this. Con- they've they haven't gotten points from what their last four or five games. You just continue to slide down the table. I don't think you can salvage. Does that. a win do it, or does a convince is a convincing win needed? I I hope there's not. I can't stand if they won, another like, thing like Daniel Farco where you finally get a dub and then you get sacked right afterwards. Is, if they won like we won today, does he get fired? I think so. I don't know how he hasn't been fired yet. 
<laughs> I, I, I seriously don't know what it's going to take. You know what I mean? So I'm hesitant to say that it has to be convincing because what has been convincing about this team at all, aside from being convinced that they're fucking shit? They're getting results against Atlanta. Yeah. Sick. Not really the a results You're getting a draw. <laughs> Ronaldo's saving your ass. And then you got Man City and Everton and Leeds, Tottenham. Who do, okay, hold on. That Leeds, Tottenham. Game Who's too. the who is United's next games against? They got Watford. Got Watford. They got Villarreal in Champions League. Are you willing to fire and him you have for less, that? No, no. And then you have, and you have Chelsea, Chelsea after Thanksgiving. On the I I think. And then you have that, Arsenal. <laughs> I think that that Chelsea in between the Chelsea game. And the Villarreal game is probably the perfect time to try to bring someone in just to get a spark. If that makes sense. Yeah. Usually it's so, usually a manager's first game, the players are, you know, trying to who is who buy, is get him guy? to buy into them. They're all pumped. They wanna, you know. You think they're sure doing they... interim guy for Chelsea and Arsenal? Or do you think they have who they have in mind already? Um it's not I think that I don't it's think not... they will yeah, I saw Zidane doesn't want to go there. I don't think that they will rush into something after that. Um, I think they oh. surely have to have something in mind by now because it's been it's been on everyone's mind for four or five weeks now. My word. Origi just scored a pretty nice. I game. think they probably put put Michael Carrick in charge, maybe. Yeah, interim um, for someone. Yeah, games. yeah. Yeah, someone see if anyone else gets club as a player been at the club through a few different managers, probably who was at the club when Sir Alex was there, just for some, you know, some. Sir Alex comes back in for interim. Just imagine. (laughs) Sir Alex and Ronaldo. Um. So who's who is the leading? Who like who's the candidate? Who do who would you take at United if you made a change? For United, yeah. Who did, um, who did, yeah. I don't know who's like. I don't I'm know probably, who's available. That I'm probably trying to tempt. I'd really probably try to tempt Ten Hag because you have the money to be able to do that. Um, I mean that's serial success, not only in Eredivisie, but. But Listen, champions I know, well. so I know a guy who has Premier League experience, Europa and, League, Europa League victories, and reigning Europa League champion, icon status, has played in the Champions in the cha- League, in the Europa League final, just lost his job from Barcelona. Who is available? Oh yeah, uh, no, Raul they would never coming. do that. Um, I would take that. that. Yeah, I would too. Um, Ten Hag is probably the best, but is the, the, could you see that being who they bring in? I don't know. I don't see Ten Hag leaving. Why would you? Why would you leave what you have for that shithole? Is there another? Is there another Man U guy out there? Steve Bruce. <laughs> he's, he's free. He's right. I, that's who do you? Um, do they go back crawling to David Moyes? No. 
Jim Moyes isn't leaving West Ham. That's the best situation he's probably ever had. Definitely better than that. Aside from Everton, maybe. He he had a solid Everton team. Yeah, but look how this team's balling. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know who is even, like, I think they just sat around on their balls way too long, and they've let they let Eddie Howe go. And I don't think Eddie Howe's a perfect fit for that. I think he's a much better fit at Newcastle. Um, I mean, you let Antonio Conte go. That would, yeah. I don't. I just don't. I don't know. Zidane doesn't want to. Maybe that's why they're. They uh, are holding their cards close to him and saying that Ollie's good because they they don't have anybody. They have like no one else in mind. What are the, who's can you? Are you trying to figure out who they're linked to? I want to see who they're even linked with. Next manager odds favorite to replace Ollie. If you had to have someone come in and, and take. Arteta's job right now. Who would it be? And this could be any anyone that's reasonable. So no Klopp, uh, no Tuchel, no Pep, no Hansi Flick. Well, I mean, if you, I would give it to I would give it to another icon, probably legend. If you go to Thierry or Vieira. You could get eat both of them easily. Yeah, Vieira is coming in two seconds from Crystal Palace. I mean that that's that would be my logical thought. I if I had to choose someone who wasn't a legend who was just a coach, I would do everything I could to get Ten Hag. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also if I'm doing that, I'm also bringing over Mars with him. Edu's been fine so far, but over Mars, I would just I would be let him be the director of football. I'd let him build it with Eric Ten Hag. Let them both just go. I mean, that's kind of what they're doing with Arteta. They're letting him rebuild like the whole club structure. So that's what I would do. But so the favorites here are Poch, Allegri, Rogers, Tuchel, Hassan Huddle, Nagelsmann, Enrique. There's Jerry no way Nagelsmann. Bayern just paid twenty million for exactly. Nagelsmann. It's twenty that's to just... one, but it, that's just what it is. No, none of these coaches are going there. Yeah, I think the the longer man Allegri might Allegri could bail on Juve. I don't know. I don't know if you. I don't know if you do that. I don't think he would because I think he'd have to be fired. That'd be a, kind of a dick move. I don't know. Maybe. Brendan Rodgers, maybe he realizes Lester's going down, but I doubt that. Lester's not going down. That's how it's Not trust. going down, but I mean, like, they're not where they were. Maybe he's run his course with that team. But they also lost their best center back. Yeah, and I was going to say they've been dealing with kind of nagging stuff. Um, he hasn't been at his best. Do you think they do Luis Enrique? That's what I was thinking, some Spanish coaches, but they, him or Kiki Setien? 
But I don't know is if he said he in somewhere right now. I don't know if that is the right answer for the outfit I mean, that United have. I don't. They definitely don't have the players that could play a Luis Enrique football. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Luis Enrique is the same. Uh, Does he want to leave a year? Don't have. They don't have a CDM to do it for sure. Um, I think Pogba and if it. If you played Van de Beek, he's probably suited enough for it. He's, um, That's why I yeah. think Ten Hag is perfect, because look what he did for Van de Beek and, and Ajax. Yeah. That's true. I don't know what Ten Hag does with Ronaldo, though. He'll find a way. Does he play him off the left like he plays Dusan Tadic? But Dusan Tadic played striker quite a bit the last two seasons too um but he'd find a way he's i mean Dusan Tadic balls <laughs> it's differently very different but he does it in the champions league against very good teams Dusan Tadic balled when he was in the premier league at southampton yeah he, did, he, he did was that. unreal well yeah i i don't know but i think yeah ollie will be the next coach gone so that's my do you have a weekly wanker uh, my weekly wanker. Probably not. I can't think of anything. Uh, you want me to go and you can weekly maybe, wanker maybe is my you? keeper on um FIFA that just <laughs> ran right past the soccer ball while I was playing. Um, he basically did what Ramsdale did today, except it wasn't on the side of the box. Is right at the top of the box. In the box still, though, but he doesn't jump on it. He just ran past it, and the dude dribbled it into my net. So he's my weekly banker. Can I get a name? My goalie's name? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Gulachi. Oh, uh, okay. All right, we'll be making a trip Informed, to Leipzig. So... We'll be making a trip to Leipzig. Yeah. All right, well, my weekly banker also has to do with keepers, um, but it is not a keeper. It is... The whole entire Newcastle team. Oh, and yeah. Their interim, and their interim coach. 100%. Uh, for the game against Brighton. So, yep. if anyone didn't see it, Robert Sanchez, Brighton's keeper, gets sent off for uh, clipping Colin Wilson outside the box last man back. Uh, what, what is this, the 90th minute? And there were five minutes added on, but it wasn't originally called, and they had to go back to VAR to look at it, and then they get sent off, and then... Lewis Dunk goes in goal because Brighton's used all their subs already, and Lewis Dunk takes an obnoxiously long time putting on the goalie shirt and acting like the gloves don't fit him. So by the time it actually play resumes, it's already like the 93rd minute. So you know it's going to like 98 minutes. And yes, it does go to 98 minutes, tied 1-1. And I don't think Newcastle even take a shot. I don't even think they get a shot off. And they have Brighton have a center back playing. They don't get a shot off. They didn't get a shot off the whole time. They played at least five, six minutes up a man with Lewis Duncan net and did not get a shot off. So So, I 100% agree with you. They have have a free kick, right? Because Robert Sanchez fouled Colin Wilson to get the red card. They have a free kick from probably about 30 out. It might not be shooting distance, 35 maybe. Um, might not be shooting distance, but as mentioned, there's a damn center back in goal. 
Who cares? He has a, he, just have a go on that. At least you get a chance. You know what I mean? Be one shot on net. Tell your entire team to just run at the net yeah, and within a shot cross. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy shit. You don't get a single shot. Not only that, but Brighton absolutely dominated possession. They they created more chances down a man in the, in stoppage time. They look yeah. to probably be the team to win. So, good luck, Eddie Howe. You're secondary wanker of the week for taking that job, though I bet nah, it'll be Rich real Club. nice come January. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Newcastle. Cheers, man. That's just horrendous. Joe Willick's about to go off with Eddie Howe. Sorry, Kate, if you're listening. All right, well, I think that probably about does it, right? Yep. Well, in that case, thanks, everyone, for sticking around. I know it's been a long episode, but it's also been a long break that we've been on between episodes. So, yep, well, again, thanks, and we'll see you next time. Ainsley Maitland-Niles for Pin Taker, 2021.